Well, good evening, everyone. Gosh, those new lights are very bright, aren't they? Right. Uh, it's great to be speaking. I feel like I haven't spoken here in the evening for quite a while. But it's great to be here. And we're going to be looking, as Patrick said at the start, uh, Psalm 1. But before um, we get there, before I read it to you, I'm going to read it to you in a few moments. I want to ask you all a couple of questions. Um, you can put your hands up if you want to, but you don't have to. Who here feels blessed and happy in their life each and every day? I knew there'd be some people here that would put their hands up. There were more people at the 11.30 and I thought there would be because I think the older we get, the more blessed people tend to feel. I'm not going to make a comment about who put their hands up here tonight though. That'll get me into trouble. The reality to that question is, if you put polls out into the world, is that very few people would say yes to both those questions. But the promise of the psalm that I'm going to read to you in a little bit is that people can feel and be, know they are blessed each and every day. The first line of the psalm I'm going to read in a moment starts with the line, Blessed are those who. And it goes and it states a few things that you should not do and one thing that you should do. But before I read it, I want to ask this question. Is it worth the effort? What does it mean to be blessed anyway? I went, grew up going to church and... Um, I have to say, I had a bit of a problem with the word blessed when I was growing up because I didn't really know what it meant. Nobody in church really ever explained it to me, or if they did, I probably wasn't listening to what the um, uh, preacher speaker was saying. So um, hopefully you're all listening to what I'm saying currently anyway, at least. So I, all I had to go on was the context of the world outside, and I only could, remember, could really think of like two instances where I would hear the word bless. One of them was when you, I would sneeze, and I used to sneeze a lot when I was growing up because I had a really sensitive nose, and people would just respond with, bless you. And I didn't feel particularly blessed or happy to be sneezing. I hated sneezing because my nose tickled. And I'm like, what's the point of saying bless you? It means nothing. It does nothing to help my sneezing and has no bearing on what's going on. It's just a pointless phrase and thing to say. Somebody says bless you, great, doesn't doesn't mean or do anything. Or the other one was, obviously this happened very, very rarely when I was young, was when you did something stupid or silly and somebody would go, oh, bless. And then that would just be a phrase that would make you feel small and insignificant, like you'd done something wrong and you're in need of sort of some special healing because you're so thick and stupid. And so neither of those words did anything to help me understand this word bless that we had in church. But if that's what you think about the word bless, that it bears no relation to what's going on in your life, you, like me back then, are totally wrong. Totally wrong. Obviously, the Bible is a big book, and the word blessing can actually mean slightly different things depending on where it is used. But here in Psalm 1, we're about to read it, it means something tangible. 
means something that you can know, feel, perhaps sense in your gut. In fact, many translations translate the word blessed in lots of the Psalms, in particular this word in Psalm 1, as happy. Happy are those who... Happy's not quite right because it's not just a sense of just being smiling, feeling good, but it, it is a physical feeling or something that you know about yourself that makes a difference in reality in the presence now. Right. So, I'm going to read the psalm now and know that what I'm about to read is something that we can know is on offer to everyone. Blessed, happy, is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like the chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. So first this psalm goes into the things not to do and I don't know if you notice them but they sort of go into seriousness or a slippery slope of order the first thing is about walking in step that's kind of like a little bit of copying uh, mimicking bad behaviors or things like that um, around you and the next one is sort of stopping and associating talking with people that are doing those things, learning more about those behaviours and that way of thinking. And then the third one is not just, you haven't just stopped, you've sat down with them and you're shouting out, you're mocking and trying to lead other people astray. So it's like this slippery slope. And when we read that, we can really easily say, well, that is not me. I'm not wicked. There are people much worse than me. I'm in no danger of going down any path like that. But then this psalm makes us really think because it sets up this sort of like um, dichotomy. That's like two ways. You have to choose one option or the other. It's trying to make people think. It says, blessed are those who don't do these. But, and then it says, but blessed are these that do this. So it's either, in the psalmist's advice, it's making you think you're either one or the other. So you're not blessed if you do those things, but you're blessed if you do this thing. What are you blessed if you do? If you delight in the law of the Lord, that's delighting in God's word and valuing it, really. That's all it was. And the challenge is, to delight in the law of the Lord, we're told, day and night. And so if you're not delighting in the law of the Lord, 
The psalmist is saying you're really kind of going down that other road. You're walking in step with the wicked, with the sinners, with things that aren't of God. And you might be on that road to not being blessed. I want to pick up two really, really um, simple but obvious examples about this, about how easy it is sometimes to get lured into the world's way of thinking rather than into God's way of thinking. Money and fame. I read recently that the most, uh, the profession that most uh, 11 to 14s want to be when they grow up, if you ask them, was a social media influencer. After something that gives you quite a lot of fame and popularity and quite a bit of money. It's something the world tells us, isn't it? Go after money. It will solve all your problems. It will lead to fulfillment in your life and make you happy. And I'll agree, you know, it might be nice to have a bit of money every now and again. It can bring fleeting moments of happiness. But it isn't something that makes you blessed and happy in the way that the psalm says you can be. I want to read um, some quotes for people. If anybody's here ever done the Alpha course, you might recognize one of these uh, quotes at least. Freddie Mercury, does everybody know who Freddie Mercury is? Former lead, well, yeah, former lead singer of the band Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody, all that sort of stuff. Let me read some words he said, and I don't think this was too long um, before he died. He said, you can have everything in the world and still be the loneliest man. And that is the most bitter type of loneliness. Success has brought me world idolization and millions of pounds. But it's prevented me from having the one thing we all need, a loving, ongoing relationship. Isn't that sad? Jim Carrey, Hollywood actor, writes this. I think everybody should get rich and famous and do everything they ever dreamed of so they can see it's not the answer, was the end of that quote. And a few years ago now, it's a bit closer to, to, a little bit closer to home for me, I didn't know him personally, but I love dance music. And I was really, really sad when Avicii committed suicide. Don't know if anybody here knows who he is. I just found that incredibly sad. And you, you look back and then you look at some of the, uh, the songs that he, he wrote and got other people to sing songs and beat some of the, the songs that he put out, the lyrics and the words of them. One of them was Lonely Together and he talked about um, hating himself and not being able to change. And then that song Wake Me Up, which talks about this, I'm going to read the one line, but so wake me up when it's all over, when I'm wiser and I'm older. All this time I've been finding myself and I didn't realize I was lost. It was just in, in, incredibly sad. Money, fame, doesn't bring fulfillment. And I haven't even mentioned Prince Harry. Real royalty, plenty of money, feels like a spare in the family. Hurt, clearly, 
not going to make any comment on whether I think it's right or wrong what he's doing, but he's clearly hurt. And obviously, yeah, there's lots of stuff going on there. We can chase after things thinking they're going to bring us fulfillment, fulfillment and happiness. But do they really? There's even been studies done, and I just want to emphasize this point because I know money is a big thing for a lot of people that show no correlation between happiness and how wealthy you are. If you can afford to feed yourself and have a, and you have a relatively safe place to stay, whether or not it's yours or whatever, after that, there's no correlation in any study that's ever been found between the amount of money you have and your happiness. Yet we still go after it like it's going to solve all our problems. What does the Bible say about things like that? And if you look in God's word, it says, it says money is not evil at all. Liking money is not evil, even evil and having money is not evil but the bible does tell us the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil and the bible tells us that god should be our goal not money and if god does bless us with money he asks us whether well whether we have little or a lot to be generous with it yeah i find it so surprising that many of the wealthiest people shut themselves off from people who are different from them. The antidote, this psalm says, is not to go after things in the world and worldly values, but to delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on it day and night. That word meditate as well is really cool when I found this out. I was reading a commentary on it. That word meditate is the same word they would also use when they would describe a cow chewing grass. Isn't that interesting? It's like really, if you ever, has everybody here not seen, or anybody not seen a cow chewing grass? They like really, they take it in and they chew it a lot before they swallow it. They're like, mm. Chewing the cud, as it's, it's once known. Getting it in, wrestling with it, feeding off it as well, swallowing it, taking it in, letting it give you the full nutrients, the full value of it. And the Bible and the psalm says that you will be blessed when we do that. When we go to God's word, take it in and live it out and do it daily, that it becomes a way of life. I love that video that Patrick um, shared at the start of that ballerina. That music and the actions just flowed and she became beautiful and graceful, even though she was, you know, obviously really, really struggling. And the promise of this psalm is that actually, if we come to God's word, if we make it a habit, we become like a tree planted by streams of water that will bear fruit in its season. Trees planted by streams of water, you know, they're not, they're not phased by drought. They're not phased by fire. At their core, they are strong. They are healthy. They are being fed. They have deep roots. And they will bear fruit in season.
That's the key to a blessed happiness, coming to God day after day, chewing over it and going with him. There's a dance song that I used to like. Some of the older people here might know it, they might not. It was Eat, Sleep, Rave, Repeat. Does anybody know that song? That was basically the lyric all the way through, Eat, Sleep, Rave, Repeat. I want to change the word slightly to read, pray, act, repeat. Read, pray, act, repeat. Read, pray, act, repeat. Then you'll be blessed. You'll be like that tree planted, bearing fruit in season, no matter what the world throws at you. Read, pray, act, repeat. Amen.